You want to make mom smile this Mother's Day? You can start Mother's Day with flowers or surprise her with gifts from the brands she loves delivered the very same day with DoorDash. Wow, that's a great idea. Moms are such a gift to us and we should treat them the same way with gifts, especially on Mother's Day. I didn't know DoorDash was doing that. That's exceptional. If your mom has a sweet tooth or if she's a tech enthusiast, beauty connoisseur, if she's outdoorsy, no matter what she's into, you can make her smile with a fruit or flower bouquet, makeup, tech gear, workout wear, and more, all deliverable through DoorDash. Get all your Mother's Day gifts all in one place and get 50% off your next order up to $15 when you spend $15 or more on your next flower, convenience, grocery, or retail order now with code THEO. That's T-H-E-O. Order using DoorDash today. Terms apply. Children's National Hospital in Washington, D.C. improves children's health by developing better treatments and technologies. Ranked number five in the nation, we take on the most complex, rare, and life-threatening conditions because all children deserve a healthy future. Learn more at childrensnational.org innovation. How are you? Check. We are recording here and camera going and going excelente and that means excellent in spanish you know that's a that's one of the easy ones there's harder ones peligroso and that means danger in spanish so it gets trickier, you know, the closer you get to Spain, really. Um, you know, I made a mistake. I saw a man the other day, and he was in a, um, in a, he had a hat on, right? You know, he had that brim. And so I went up, and it said Mariners, you know, and so I said, oh, you know, are you a big fan? You know, I said, unfortunately, you guys are one of the only teams never to win the the pennant. You know, the championship. The major league championship. And he just looked, he said, excuse me? I said, you know, or you guys are one of the, you know, Seattle. You guys are one of the only teams, you know. To never win it. It's unfortunate. And he's just, you know, I said, you know, I was a Saints fan and they, they hadn't, they didn't win it for 30 years. And, you know, I know your pain a little. And I said, you know, I, and he's just kind of looking at me where I said, you know, I love Ichiro. And I always have really, you know, enjoyed Ichiro Suzuki. If you, if you've seen him or if you haven't, he is a man. And I'm not going to, you know, racially profile him, but, you know, he could be Bobby Lee's daddy. I'll say that. You know, you wouldn't be surprised if you looked up the Sung Sang Dynasty and he was in one of the arts. You know, one of the drawings or whatever. But, um, you know, I said I loved Ichiro. You know, Tino Martinez, I'm rattling off different Mariners players. 
And he's like, what are, what are you? And at this point I can tell he's getting a little upset. And I, and I started to think something was wrong. I started to feel high, honestly. And he's like, well, what in the fuck are you talking about? And I said, the Mariners. And I pointed his hat and it said Marines on it. And, uh, I mean, just damn, you know, just nothing. There's something when you ask a member of an armed force, you know, when you ask a man who is a, you know, a warrior who's traveled to other lands, you know, to, you know, to fight and, you know, try and you know, hook up with women on his off days and, you know, or be secretly in love with men or whatever, you know, a military. When you ask a man like that and you just repeatedly kind of accuse him of being a Seattle Mariners fan, it's, well, it's not something you want to do. Let's crack into a tune or two. That one, nah, let's try a different one here. These are summertime melodies, you know, beats. Here we go. And this has that little summertime vibe kind of. Maybe you and your lady taking a walk by the lake or by a drainage canal or something, you know? You and your lady splitting a piece of Nicorette out there. You look out and you see something in the water. And that's beautiful right there. That's Embrace Me Summertime by Isobel Walton. And that is supposed to be a damn summertime kind of tune, melody, you know, something to just, you know, just give your ears a little bit of Halloween, you know, just something's, you know, to somebody. You know, my mother used to have a friend that would come over sometime and, I don't know if he was a friend as much as he was just somebody that was trying to, you know, have sex with my mother. And he used to do this little thing. He'd put a tic-tac in his ear and then turn his head and make it go in there. And, you know, I don't know. I mean, I honestly have no idea if it ever, if if the man ever really got it out or not, but shout out the uh, Marines and the Seattle Mariners. And do not make that mistake. Here's one. 
Oh yeah, now this is that country time lemonade kind of vibe. Oh yeah. This is definitely a couple white guys, maybe split a piece of, uh, you know, Viagra blue chew gum, you know, that wiener gum. Now it's a threesome. They're both banging in, you know, just hammering into a young woman they've both known for a long time. A woman who is willing to be in this. You know, she's enjoying it and everybody's doing good. There they go. A couple youngsters getting that sex in, baby, doing a little bit of fucking right there. Okay. And that's some good music right there. Uh, it is July 27th, and it is the year 2020. In case the aliens have heard, you know, have lumbered upon this, you know, in case the the vessel that is current society ends up in the, you know, if the realm closes and everything ends and the vessel that we are on just titanics into into the past and one day an alien you know, some little sneaky-ass alien, because you know how some of them are. You know, he's probably doing a little bit of space coke or something. Busting a gram of damn, you know, moon ketamine or something. And he lumbers over and cracks open the time capsule that was 2020. Maybe this will fall right right out onto him. You know? Maybe uh, Ken Griffey Jr. will join the Marines. Um, what's happening, man? Uh, I've been, what have I been doing? I helped somebody move today. And that shit will get you. You know, there's a thing, a service called Task Rabbit. You put in something you want on there. You want somebody to do something and they'll see if they'll do it. You know, oh, Hank will do it for $40. You put whatever. Get me a dessert, you know, or, you know, stand in line at the DMV. You know, fucking tickle my cousin. Do whatever. Do something. You know, and you get that subordinate. It's somebody that'll come. They'll do it. You know, it's anything called Task Rabbit. It's an app. It's an application on your iPhone. You get that sucker. And you say, look, you know, I want, I want a man to, you know, fill his mouth with lump crab meat and run around a damn, uh, you know, indoor track. All right. You know, Reginald, he'll do it for $40, man. And it's just, you can get anything. I want somebody, I mean, I think it's nothing sexual you can't get, but you could get anything else. 
I want somebody to come over here and hug me. You know, seven, eight dollars. Just different options, man. They got a lot of options on there. Um, so I used that task rabbit, found a man to help, and next thing you know, I got a nice new lamp. Dropped a sofa off by my friend's house. She decided she didn't want it after we moved her sofa out. So then we had to go back, me and this task rabbit, this man named Andrew. And he was tall. This man probably damn. I mean, I'd be crazy to say nine feet, but I'd be dishonest if I said he was anything under eight one. This eight one fella. I mean, this guy probably had a wiener on him like a damn. You know, he had a wiener that I bet would eat a worm if you fed it to it. That kind of guy, you know, just a real. He got that Olympic wiener. You know, you put his wiener, you know, behind something, it'll jump over it. That kind of, I mean, when you got that much body and that much, you know, 8-1, your dick will do a stunt. Your dick will do a stunt. And that's really, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, yeah, so I helped some moving. Uh, oh, they had a rally not far from my place today, a protest. And um, pretty cool to see, you know. I mean, I'm all about people actively expressing their, you know, their disdain and their discomfort. You know, people just putting their voice out in there and creating a fire with their throats and with their emotions. Um, I mean, at some points it gets wild, too. I mean, a lot of these protests have turned into just photo opportunities. You know, little Dorothy's out there showing her... You know, showing her coochie to a damn, you know, to a fireman. And they take a picture and they say, oh, Dorothy's, you know, she's going to save Antarctica. And you're like, uh, I don't know. You know, Dorothy's going to get some damn, probably some creosote in her, in her crea crotch, man. She's going to get some, you know, she's going to end up with some damn, you know, a secondhand disease. I mean, it's just dangerous. You know, you open your vagina up there out on a damn busy intersection. You know, shit gets dangerous. It's just a lot of people out there now just looking for photo opportunities, I find. You know, what's the best angle? How can I get this thing that makes me look great and makes uh, police or makes firemen or even anybody look bad? I saw one person that looked like they had a fake fireman out there with them. You know? And they were t- not tickling him, but kind of trying to look like they were getting in a fight or somebody. Really, just look like, look like somebody was just kind of tickling a fat cop. Which that's something they should do every now and then. Get the fattest cop out and let everybody tickle him a little. I'm not saying that will calm or quell the the some of the anarchy, but I think it'll it will put a it'll help a little. You know, if you saw a bunch of real dark hands tickling a fat cop, that's going to that's gonna set everybody a little bit at ease, I think. But, um, yeah, what did I, I saw something where some Antifa members, you know, someone had put on their job application that they served two years in Antifa and that they were in two battles 
like friggin' battles. It was like, yeah, you know, I, I you know, I served under the uh, under the watch of Milkshake Forty Seven as we commandeered a DSW shoes. You know, you may know me from some of my work. Uh, you know, there's a Snapchat video of me uh, beating a small business owner. You know? Like, uh, I don't think you can put that on your job application. Oh, yeah, you may know me. Um, I was, I, you know, I, I was in, uh, I, I served in Antifa for, for, for two weeks. Um, you know, I, uh, I started a fire uh, outside of an abandoned Toys R Us. <laughs> so, you know, there's definitely some Snapchats of my work. It's just like, what the F? What the Fs? What the Fs? Um, what else, man? What else is going on? Things are going on. It's summertime. It's a time for love. I do know that. Yeah, watched a little bit of baseball. What else? Uh, you know, I didn't do too much. Went for a couple runs. Um, you know, I'm going to go to Nashville uh, next weekend, I believe. You know, and go be around there for about a week just to kind of see what's cracking. You know, see what's going on and get a vibe. Um, waiting to hear back on the animated cartoon. You know, we we took a... Uh, pitch out like pitching out to networks for the um the saturday morning tunes you know that are on instagram and so we finally got a good package to take out a real cartoon and we've been taking it out and and i've been getting some response from a couple spots so uh, i'll keep you guys posted on how that's going but thank you so much over time for just supporting uh the cartoons and just the ability to be able to do that you know um that never would have happened if it weren't for this podcast making these you know these cartoons and i'm a little scary because you know sometimes you take on a lot of bird you know when you take things into hollywood it can get a little strange um but hopefully we'll be able to just end up making something that's fun and and have an opportunity you know we're trying our best so i do want to let you know that I also want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Raycon. And they have earbuds. You know, there's a lot of, I mean, everybody nowadays has uh, has something in their ears. You're listening. You're enjoying this podcast. You know, it could, the old days you had a seashell up to you. You could just hear the ocean or maybe sometime you hear a fish, you know, or an octopus do something. But now you need earbuds. And Raycon has the pair for you. Whether you're working from home or working on your fitness, you want what you're listening to, do, to what you're listening to to be what you're listening to. Everyone needs a great pair of wireless earbuds. 
But before you go dropping hundreds of dollars, just throwing dollars at these pairs, you need to check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon. They started about half the price of any other premium wireless earbud on the market. I'm going to let you know that. Half the price. Think about giving a bunch of money for something. Now only think about giving half of that money. That's Raycon earbuds. Their newest model, the Everyday E25. They're the best ones yet. Six hours of playing time. Seamless Bluetooth pairing. More bass and more compact design. It gives you a nice noise-isolating fit. You know, I don't like the ear, the, the earbuds that rattle, them rattlers. I like them real tight ones. Maybe I like them tidied up. Unlike some of your wireless, other wireless options, Raycon earbuds are stylish and discreet. Snoop Dogg listens with them. Cardi B listens with them. Um, and they are also founders of the company. Melissa Etheridge, Brandy, and J.R. Smith. And now's the time to get the latest and greatest from Raycon. Get 15% off your order at buyraycon.com slash Theo. That's B-U-Y-R-A-Y-C-O-N dot com slash T-H-E-O. For 15% off Raycon wireless earbuds, buyraycon.com slash Theo. Go get them listeners. Because you want to be able to hear something. You know, a long time ago, I mean, I don't even know if hearing has always been around. I mean, I wonder what, 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 what senses came first. You know, that's a good question. And I don't even think the Bible really gets into that or even, I don't think, uh, you know, science, which is basically just, you know, kind of like an updated Bible kind of, I don't even think they get into that. You know, what was the first sense I wonder which one it was. I wonder what we need. You know, what, probably touch. You got to have that touch, you know. You got to be able to touch something, man. Cup of tit, you know. Get a berry, get a grapefruit. Do something, get something. You know, I remember a couple years ago, uh, a friend of mine told me that he was, you know, in love with men. And I had assumed, I had, I don't know if I knew he, I had thought he probably might have been. Or either that or I just thought this dude never going to get a woman acting the way he does. You know, because he's acting really, you know, tender, kind of soft-spoken in the dick, you feel me? Like that. And he told me, he said, hey man, I got to tell you something. You know, he said, I'm gay, you know. And I said, damn, buddy, you know. And I said that in my head. I didn't know what to say outside of me. I didn't know what what to use. I just, I didn't know. And I remember, like almost as a, just a reflex. I remember taking, I remember taking my fingers and putting them in his mouth. Or my mouth. Was it my mouth? I don't remember whose mouth it was, man. I just remember my fingers got kind of wet and I just, I didn't know what to do, dude. I just, I'd never, you know, I'd never been there on the front lines of, 
you know, kind of man, you know, you know, men only kind of sexual communication. But anyway, um, yeah, what else, man? Not, you know, just getting through it. I'm getting through it. You know, these cases keep going up. Everywhere, you know, every time you turn around, somebody got this and a new case. You know, 40,000 people dying. Like, what? Where? I just, but maybe they are. And they always are blaming like a party on the news. You know, they didn't say any of the, remember, that was the crazy thing. They didn't, no one said, oh, it was the, you know, at the protest, people, it's happening at the protest. It's fine. But just say the truth. That, you know, if hundreds of thousands of people get together in the street to share their voices, then somebody going to get a disease, man. That's, that's easy. You know, I'm not even good at math. I'll tell you that. And, but all the news is like, oh, some guy had a party. You know, some guy had a party outside of salt, uh, outside of a uh, siesta key, you know. Oh, t- people are getting it. Lance had a party. And it's like, you think every, you think everybody got it from Lance's party? No. It happened with the protests, man. Which is fine. I'm not blaming the protests. I'm not saying the protests are wrong, anything like that. I'm just saying, why can't, let's just, why can't we just have the facts? You know, I think a lot of people can live with the fact, oh, well, people want to do, you know, express their freedom of speech. So, you know, and their right to, you know, to, you know, they wanted to express their voice and people got the disease, man. So. But. What else, man? We got some we got some cool calls that came in. We got. You know, we're getting through another episode. We had Big Tim Dillon in. God, that guy. He, he's just like a turn back of the clock. If you listen to his podcast, it reminds me of a, of a Rush Limbaugh type of guy. He kind of takes you back to another time. Let's play a little of this. Oh, we already heard that one. That's Summertime Forgets by Midnight. Let's hear this one. Summertime Nights by More Than Family. Oh, this is nice. You put the kids to bed, you know, or one kid if you only have one. Then you and the missus kind of snuggle up. Maybe an episode of 48 Hours comes on. And you've had a couple beers, baby, so you're hard. You know that. Or you're semi-hard, which is the best you can get. And then both y'all... You fall asleep on the couch and your wife just goes to bed without you. Yeah. 
There you go. And that's it. That's how it works. We got some great video calls that came in. Um, and you can submit those through the website, theovon.com. We have a great new website uh, that you should go check out. Um, let me uh, get to one of those uh, right now. Here we go. Oh, hold on. A little bit. Of, do a little bit of this and that. Uh, I just want to start by saying I love everything that you and your whole crew do, everything from this past weekend to the fighter and the kid, Tiger Belly, Tiger Pit. I love all you guys. Oh, thank you. And this is a young fellow. This is a ginger gentleman right here. Um, and his name is Larry Ritchie. Go on, brother. But my question comes this week from uh, the fact I grew up with grandparents, and they've always been behind the times, and I've always felt like that wore off on me. You know, and I started watching you guys' show at the beginning of the pandemic to try and get an idea of like, you know, like this is what's normal, you know. And uh, but I still feel like I'm really in the dark about everything. So, um, I guess my question for you is, how does someone stay informed during these times, you know, uh, to everything that's really going on? All right, stay safe out there, gang. Gang, gang, Larry, I appreciate that, man. How do you stay informed? And he had a dog at the end there that felt uncomfortable. You could hear a little bit of that. Let's go back and listen to that dog. Really going on. All right, stay safe out there, gang, gang. And let's hear the dog one more time. Uh, to everything that's really going on. So, well, first of all, you got to listen to that animal. If you got an animal in front of you that's going through a tough time, man, you need to do something. Put your fingers in its mouth or put your fingers in your mouth, brother. Uh, thank you for calling, Larry, and sending in this video. How do you stay informed? I think you got to just trust your instincts. That's one thing that I think we're getting back to. The news has jumped the shark. The news isn't even as reliable as the most ignorant person you knew. They have some video and audio proof. That's it. But I think a lot of it is just trusting your instincts. And it's almost kind of nice that the news has burnt itself out. You know, it's almost kind of nice because it's like, oh, okay, here's something else. Here's something that I that I know I don't need. I believe that if people, if you're really, if you are making a point to get that news all the time, we have to be careful that we're not just getting it to fire us up. Because I noticed it for myself, man, last week I got into it and it fires me up. But it's not my fire. I'm that I'm transporting somebody else's heat. You know, I'm just uh, it's I'm not. And I think, you know, and also just listening to yourself, check in with yourself. Focus on your surroundings, see what's going on. You know, that's how you stay informed, man. I think getting, you know, the 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 thing we really need to listen to the most right now is ourselves. You know, I do believe that our hearts will lead us into the best. That's the best. The best MSNBC is right in the middle of our chest, man. Listen to your heart. Remember that song, baby? Listen to your heart. There's always that, like, big jack dude that gets up at karaoke. And he's always, he always will get, but listen to your heart. 
That's what I wanted you to do. Listen to your heart. And people are like, damn, this guy is going to be lonely for a long time, baby. Thank you, Larry Ritchie, for hitting us with that beautiful visual, man. He's sending a video, man. Um, We had another, we had a couple calls that came in. A lot of, you know, we put a question on the last episode about if you had a if you had to take a man on a date and this is no homo type of stuff this is straight up just straight this is if you if you're a straight man but you had to take a man on a date how would you do it what would you do we had a couple answers that came in to the hotline 9856649503 let's hear one gang hey Theo, this is dusty from leesburg again i was looking what's up dusty and I've always valued that type of name, a name that also, you know, kind of has an atmosphere to it. Dusty, stormy, you know, windy. Oh, there's windy, you know. That bitch will just scoot off in any direction, yeah. You know, buzz. I like that kind of name. Oh, buzz. There's buzz. You know, we've been hit by lightning. You know him. You know, bugs love him. All right, let's hear it more of the episode and seeing you wanted us to call in to tell you what we where we'd take a guy on a date and what we would do and look i want to also and now that i'm hearing this back this sounds extremely gay man which is fine if somebody's gay that's fine and if you want to be an adult gay male then more power to you buddy i'll vote for you okay depending on what's going on and if you're legitimate gang okay? uh, i'm a straight man been married for i hope my wife don't hear this i don't know a little while now Dude, your wife ain't listening to this damn show, man. Gang, brother, but I like your attitude, man. Gang. It's five, six years, something like that. And uh, I don't know where I would take any man on a date, but I pretend I'm just taking me on a date. And in order to get to my heart, you would need to... <laughs> okay. Take me to a, a nice steak restaurant. Buy me that porterhouse. Oh, damn. Bone-in tomahawk ribeye. Dusty got that pricey tongue on him. Onward, Dust. I need a medium with the outside chard. A little, little garlic butter on it. Maybe some steak rolls if you got them. Mm. Uh, then after that, all you need to do is uh, purchase me a, a bag of marijuana. Dang. And uh, get me a couple cigars to roll them blizzies up with. Damn, Dust. So Dusty's getting blunted. And that's the dude. If you getting hit, hooked up on them giants, Dusty, that's that's risque, man. Because that's risque. You know, I remember when I was young, they had a kind of a strand of weed that came through town, and a lot of people, if they smoked it, they was doing kind of gay activity. You know, they'd shake somebody. They'd, you know. You know, I remember, I know my buddy Roy smoked it and he shook somebody's hand for almost a minute. You know, where you'd see somebody doing a piggyback for no reason. You know, I remember a couple of buddies of mine smoked a bag of it for the funeral. And they doing piggybacks over there right, right next to the dead. And that's, I mean, that's mildly... You know, that's damn 40% G-A-Y, baby. You know? So it's just interesting when you think about it. 
you know, but that's, I remember that strand of weed. I don't remember what it was called, but that's when that hit the scene, people, people were shook. You know, wives were standing around in the yard, just holding their hand. They didn't know what was going on because people was just puffing their way right over on each other's nuts, you know, and nutting around on each other's bodies and that kind of stuff, you know, being gay. Um, and yeah, sorry to have all, a lot of this kind of talk on here, but look, this is what the episode, you know, we asked straight men, if you were to take a man on a date, how would you do it? And I want to tell you the number of calls that came in just blew my mind. I mean, we probably had about 70 dates that got called in. Um, here we go right here. And I think getting it, look, man, if you're going to, that's brave of you, Dusty. You're trying to get bent out. You know, you're letting a man give you that steak and then you try, you letting him buy you a blunt. Damn, you an easy date, dude. Damn. You an easy date, bro. You got to tighten up, man. Gang, man. Onward. Let's hear a call. What's up, Theo Vaughn? Love the podcast, man. This is Gavin calling from Ridoso, New Mexico. The lower 48, baby. You know what I mean? Sacramento, Tucamo, Rita, puto. What a, what a puñetero. Amen, brother. Praise God, baby. PG, daddy. You know? Feliz Cristo. Feliz Cristo, papa. Yeah, that's what I grew up with. My name's Gavin Earl. My parents are white, if you can't tell. But on your last podcast, you wanted to see what you'd do if you took a dude on a date. No homo shit. But my question is, what song plays in your head when you're getting butt-fucked? No homo. Mine's Fat Lip from Limp Biscuit. Oh, you damn. You that song. Man. See, it's funny. I think there should probably be like Nothing Else Matters from Metallica or something. Damn, this, this call took a wrong turn, bro. You going... Dude, you're just supposed to take the man on a date, buddy. Gavin, you know, I respect you and everything, but you just, there's nothing, that's wild, man, you're going real deep, bro, we trying to keep it classy, man, a lot of people on this, on, on, you know, a lot of us, you know, have wives or hope to have a wife one day, you know, a lot of us still chasing that little, you know, that body wallet, bro, that cooter, so, that's too much for us, man, gang, bro, be well, um, what else, man? We'll take one more one more call that came in, man, uh, about that. And uh and what people what people thought was good. Here we go. So this is Adam from Spartanburg, South Carolina. What's up, Adam? Thank you for calling, and that's a biblical name. And that's a risky name too, because somebody died. Who got killed? At beginning of the Bible. Cain got killed. He murdered his brother. So, you know, keep tabs on your kiddos, man, because that was Adam's kids. So you got risky. That's a damn brave name, dude, Adam. And, uh, but that's okay, man. You know, that could be part of the past, man. Let's hear more. Uh, I'll let you pause to do that. What's up, Adam? Thanks. Um, this is about that mandate. If you got a, you know, mandate for a mandate, where would you go? All straight, no homo. Gang, bro. If you're down like that. 
but uh, I think a perfect mandate would be a little axe throwing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Get that get that bladed hitter, mm-hmm. stand in line, throw it out a bullseye, a tad bit, you know, romantic, baby, a little scary, mm-hmm. a little uh, a little fun. Mm-hmm. You know, you ain't got a drink, but maybe whoever wants to get a little sip, get a little sip on. You know what I mean? Sip, sip on with some blades. Sounds dangerous. I like that, man. I think that's a nice thing. You know, I think that's a nice thing. And sometimes I envision a world where things could be like that. Where a straight man could take a gay man out to throw some axes or, you know, hum some blades or whatever. Or do bow and arrows or whatever. Or shoot down a hot air balloon, whatever. You know, spend time together without it being sexual. Or trying to be like that. But it's risky too. A lot of gay men, they love that risk. You know, it's, I mean, dude, that's a, I mean, that's risky. I mean, that's wild, bro. But amen, man, I appreciate you calling in and giving us that option, dude, and just seeing what's on, seeing what's going on. We got one more that came in. What's up, Theo? Uh, I got my dog over here hacking on some barking jerky. This is Joby from Louisville, Kentucky, and I was just answering your question, uh, if I were a man, but I am, and I was taking another man out, I'd probably take her, him, he, she, 2020, I don't know, that's fucking with me. Probably take him down to the Triple X Theater and, uh, put on a good show and, uh, watch some fucking pussy, you know, cause I'm not gay. So how about that? <laughs> there you go, bro. Shout out Louisville. Fuck you. Gang, gang, buzz, buzz. Amen, bro. Now that's a way to do it. But you know that man's gonna be uncomfortable. If you got a man, at least you know, you know, maybe draw some wiener on a notepad or something to save it for him. Do something. Don't just think about yourself there. But also, I think that could be fun. You know, you take him out there and just kind of, you know, have like a, you know, for I think for a gay male, that's probably like going on a damn roller coaster, taking him to a strip club. You know, let him, you know, hum a couple dollars at a cooter. Praise, bro. Um, yeah, a lot of great calls, man. A lot of unique stuff. But there were so many, man. I just, you know, I'd love to get in all of them, but it's impossible. I can't even do it. I mean, it's possible, but you know, it's impossible. More, more so. I'm gonna let you know though that uh, it has been reported that Americans, which includes some of you, are overpaying on car insurance by over 21 billion dollars. But searching for a better deal can take hours and typically results in a barrage of unwanted spam calls. That's true. Don't you hate that? You go looking for the insurance and you type in online and next thing you know, they're calling you. You know, DeAndre's calling you. Wilson is calling you. You know, Elvira's calling you. Everybody, you know. You know, Ignacio. Everybody's, oh, oh, we got the deal. We got the deal, daddy. But... That's changed now, thanks to TheZebra.com. TheZebra.com is the nation's leading car insurance comparison site because it's the only, it's the only, el solamente place you can compare quotes side by side from over 100 providers and choose the best for you in 90 seconds or less. That's right. You get on, put the info, bam, within 90 seconds you can make that choice. And they will never sell your information to the spammers. Uh, 
So you won't get the unwanted BS. You won't get that naughtiness hitting your line. TechCrunch calls the Zebra Kayak for auto insurance. I use Kayak, actually, for, you know, flights and autos and that. I wish they had a train option on there. They don't have a lot of, tra- they don't have train options on there. But the best part is that it's completely free. That's right. You can save up to $670 a year using thezebra.com to get the car insurance that's best for you. I would go and just check and make sure. You know, I did mine recently and I realized that I was overpaying and that if I went with this other company for a year, that I would then get a $500 rebate. So that's nice. How much can you save on your car and home insurance? Wow, they're doing double. Go today and start saving at thezebra.com slash T-H-E-O. That's thezebra.com slash Theo, spelled T-H-E-Z-E-B-R-A dot com slash T-H-E-O. Go check it out. See what they have, you know, and see if they got something special that you could use. Up your insurance. Children's National Hospital in Washington, D.C. improves children's health by developing better treatments and technologies. Ranked number five in the nation, we take on the most complex, rare, and life-threatening conditions because all children deserve a healthy future. Learn more at childrensnational.org slash innovation. Um, we got a call that came in here as a video call. And, uh, and so I want to peep it, man. Here we go. Uh, hey, Theo. Uh, this is Oz from Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Uh, Amen, brother. Oz out of B- uh, Bethlehem, PA, daddy. And Oz is a, you know, it's a, you know, Wizard of Oz. Onward. And I just have a question for you because... Back uh, in the winter uh, was when I, man, I, I'm in high school and I, I really started smoking a lot of weed mm-hmm. uh, with my friends. And, uh, oh, yeah. And that's fun as fuck, bro. Onward. You know, it was a, it was a beautiful thing a little bit just because we, you know, we had such a good time. We were bonding, you know, it was, it was kind of our special thing we would do, but oh yeah, and I and I think that strand went around my town, dude. Because we would see, you know, a lot of men doing some freaking Red Rover type shit. You know, adults onward. You know, my mom told me the other day that you know it made her feel like she's not as close to me a- anymore since that happened back in the day, and that. You know, that really kind of hurts to hear that, that I maybe damaged my relationship with my family because of that. And I, I feel disappointed in myself and like I let them down. So I just want to know if you have any thoughts on how I can help that. But otherwise than that, you know, I just hope you have a really good day, man. Um, so. Thanks, brother. Uh, thanks. Thanks for that, Oz, man. I appreciate that. And. Uh, thanks for the for the well wishes there at the end. Look, you know, it's tough. I think for moms when 
when the children get high. Because you raised something. If you were mom, you raised something. You've been feeding us a little deal. You got a little duckling. You've been feeding him, giving him milk. Giving him titty early and then giving him regular milk. Refrigerator milk. You know, you've been, you know, girthing him up. You've been teaching him, putting knowledge in front of him. Giving him the summer camp money. Give him this. Give him that. You know, give him a you know, give him, make a make a casserole for his ass. Do a, you know, a party when he's thir- thirteen or whatever. All of the shit they do it all, mothers. And then imagine you've been working on something forever. Imagine even if you're a carpenter. Imagine you've been working. You've been building a train. You've been building this little duckling or whatever. You've been building a little, you know, a little uh, a train. I'll say a train. Let's don't pick different things. Let's pick one thing. You've been building a train, a little train. You've working hard on it. 14 years you've been painting it. And and then suddenly you come home one day, you've been shopping or whatever, and the train is high as fuck in the middle of your house is driving around. It can't even shoot you. It's so just, it's just back, you know. It's, it's fucking shoving chips in its smokestack. It can't even... I mean, that's gonna, and you spent so much time fucking building that train. That's just gonna burn you, brother. Especially if you've been hitting them big joints. Your mom might have not, never smoked joints. So she might be, re, you know, might be a little jealousy or jealousy, baby. Um, but here, here's, here's what I, if I had a suggestion, man, it would be this. I would just communicate with your mom. Say, look, mom, I, I, I appreciate you letting me know that that made you feel like we were more apart, you know, because that makes me, you know, that makes me recognize that my behaviors are going to have like a, a, that my behaviors could have an emotional effect on you and our relationship. But just let her, I think if just by letting her know that you recognize that and I would also say, you know, I do want to be able to be honest with you. Um you know, about things that I do imbibe in or try or experiment with. You know, I'd like to be able to be honest with you. You know, even if some of them, you're not going to be proud of me, I want to at least be able to be honest with you so that, you know, we can be building, you know, at least we're going to be able to build a new type of trust. Because young trust is different. You know, your parents, they... They trust you because, you know, they need to trust you because you got, you know, you're around the house. You could burn the house down and all that kind of shit. But adult trust is a little bit more different. You know, it's a little bit of more of a real, you know, there's more of a commodity because one of you guys doesn't have the hierarchy over the other one. So I think, man, just the communication will help. And I think just the simple fact you let her know that, you know, that it matters to you how she feels. That's probably the biggest thing. Because she probably thinks, you know, she might be a little soft. Your mom might be no offense or anything, but she might be a little soft in the heart, which is nice, but it can also be kind of hectic when they say, look, you out there running dope, you out there huffing gas, and I'm at home fucking, you know, you know, trying to do a strawberry shortcake, and now I feel like we don't know each other. So... But yeah, dude, sometimes you got to get fucking gassed up. I remember, dude, I found a joint at home about six years ago that I'd freaking hid on the top of the refrigerator in college. 
So that shows you right there that the fucking cleaning lady ain't doing her job at my mom's place. But gang, bro. But be well, man. You're on the right path. And I said to say this. Wear your seatbelt no matter what you do. Wear your seatbelt. And don't do an eight ball, bro. And don't even do a six ball, dog. Stay safe, man. You can do it, bro. Because the big thing is you got to stay alive. If you don't stay alive, daddy, then it's nothing, man. You know, we all want young people to do well. Sometimes you see a young person, you're like, damn, I hope that little bastard does well, you know. I want to tell you guys right now about a group uh, that I want to support. And they are called Junior Achievement of Southern California. Best known as J.A. SoCal. They're a nonprofit that works predominantly with low-income K-12 public schools. Lessons that aren't taught in schools and may not be a priority at home. Financial literacy, entrepreneurship, and work readiness. Those are some of the things that Junior Achievement goes into schools and does. 40% of Americans can't afford a $400 emergency. 58% have less than $1,000 in savings. 78% live live paycheck to paycheck. J.A., Junior Achievement, teaches kids things like what a budget is and why it's important. They learn about credit scores, taxes, health care costs, home buying, car buying, etc. Junior Achievement has programs in entrepreneurship that is one of the first programs ever. Students actually create and build a real business with real products. Just imagine if you go back in time and you knew all these things. Man, it would be helpful. Well, I want you to check out um, a video at the end of today's episode. It's just showing you a little bit more about J.A. SoCal. And there's going to be a button on the YouTube page today uh, for today's episode where you can make a donation if you like. You know, uh, one of my best friends runs this nonprofit and, um, and they do some really, really great work. You know, I've been fortunate to work and do some stuff with him over the years and, um, and they just do some really great work, man. When you go into communities where, where kids aren't even going to learn this stuff at home because their parents aren't doing it, you know, and to get this, to get this information, to get this intel to kids, it's really important. You can check out their organization at jasocal.org. But even better, please consider donating to this very awesome charity by using the link button on our YouTube page. Thank you guys so much. Um, all right, let's get into maybe a couple more calls. I'm trying to think of what else is going on with me. You know, I'm a little nervous about maybe moving. I know people are moving. You know, Joe Rogan's has moved. Um, I'm a little nervous about it. You know, I just think sometimes it would be nice for me to have a little bit. I've been here for a long time. And there's nothing happening right now. You know, I'm not missing any. The stages aren't even open to perform. So sometimes it would just be like, oh, I could just kind of take a, like a long, not vacation, but just kind of feel what life is like again in a regular place in America. And um, I feel like that could be really, really nice. I feel like that could really mean a lot to me. And it's kind of scary you know, to think about just doing something new or not doing a new job or anything like that, but just, you know, 
what living in a neighborhood i mean i don't you know just just having a change like that um you know i would still keep my studio here and come back for the studio come back every couple of weeks would be the plan um but but yeah part of me is like oh maybe it would make me real feel you know adventurous get that adventure in my body because you know i would like to have that oh man what a smart kid you know the young guy is thinking about that kind of stuff being aware you know caring what your mother thinks and feels it's important and sometimes it's hard to differentiate you know sometimes it's we only see what our mom thinks or what they say but you know we don't think of what they feel you know we're also in a generation and a time where people talk about their feelings more especially on this podcast this the you know the old slit your wrist cast right here um what else we got what else came in today a couple of good things a couple of bad things anything wild let me see hey Theo, this is jared uh i live in nebraska not from here but i live here i've been listening to your podcast for probably about a year now uh it's really uplifting it's helped me through a lot of crap uh, i recently quit drinking that was about six months ago i just got my six month coin oh man congratulations man you got that six months that's brave you know and i think whether somebody has a drug alcohol problem or they don't doing anything for six months man that's striking bro that's striking you 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 doing it daddy everything's going better for me got my daughter back in my life and uh i just wanted to let you know that your positivity really really shines through and it helps out people who uh who have a hard time kind of seeing the light at the end of the tunnel well thanks man you know you and you do that too by just sharing your voice right there you know the fact that you got your daughter back in your life you know that's beautiful you know you got you know and she's gonna have a different experience man you know there's no bigger experience than having somebody that loves us there really isn't bro no homos dog but you know what i'm saying there just isn't there's no bigger experience than having that especially when somebody's little when they just you know, when you just let them know that they're loved. Sometimes you got to really let them know. You got to let them know. You know, look, man, you are fucking loved. You got to shake their little ass. Write it on their fucking chest with a damn marker. Love you. You know? And you shake them. And people so rattled now. We so rattled we can't even feel the love sometimes, man. But you got to get them when they're young. And I'm glad you can have that option. You're going to have that option, baby. You're going to have that option to, to get the little lady and, and to make her feel loved, man. That's awesome, dog. And congratulations, man. Speaking of Nebraska, uh, what else? We had a call that came in, actually a video call that came in about Nebraska, man. Um, and this will actually uh, lead us out, man. Let's hear this. Hey Theo, it's your boy Alex out here in Lincoln, Nablastia, and uh, I noticed you were playing Evan Bartles at the end of your last uh, last podcast, and 
figured I'd share you share a funny story about that kid. Uh, I grew up with him. Uh, we met in like junior high or something, and during that time when we first met, the first time I met him, he was we were at this one act play competition. Oh damn, that shit sounds straight nerd alert, bro. One act play competition, dog. No offense, bro. I'm proud of you, but still, bro, gang. A small town in Nebraska. And he was playing the guitar over in the corner, and I heard him. I was like, damn, this kid's pretty good. I was in the band myself, and I was a musician for a while. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I went over there and hung out with him. And then out of nowhere, you know, we were hanging out and stuff. And out of nowhere, this kid somewhere off in the distance throws a fucking Oreo dead ass, hits him straight in the face. Oh, yeah. And that's a damn, that's a Nebraska hate crime, bro. That's a Midwest hate crime. Somebody just beams a cookie at your ass onward. In his guitar, he gets hit in the face, picks that Oreo up, eats it, then keeps on playing, brother. And I don't think he looked back after after that point. Also, <laughs> his wrist clicks real bad when he uh, when he plays guitar because he fell off my longboard uh, years ago. So yeah, just wanted to drop a funny story about him. It's awesome. He's getting the respect he deserves. Well, he's a talented man. Thanks for the call. Yeah, man. If you get hit by a cookie, that's life. That's life in a nutshell. You know, sometimes you get hit by something good, but they, it comes at you fast. It's dangerous. It's risky. You know, it might be weed. might be a, you know, an erotic man. It could be anything. You just got to, you got to keep on playing. You know, sometimes life will, you know, sometimes you drive them somewhere and somebody fucking hum a Cinnabon at your ass. What do you got to keep driving? Somebody, you know, sometimes somebody will fucking, you know, somebody will throw a starburst up in the air and then just hit it with a wiffle ball bat. And it hits you right in your bare fat stomach and your stomach fat and your body fat. And you got to keep on just living life, man. Keep on jumping through the sprinkler. Yeah, so let's go out right here, man. We got a great little uh, outro song right here. And this is by that man, Evan Bartels. And he is, um, you know, and for the young fellow that called and saying, you know, he's worried if he endangered his mother's heart. And, you know, uh, you know, this is the kind of song you could tell her about. You know, this the kind, you know, uh, you know, just let people know what they mean to you. And it's hard, man. I know it's hard, man. It's so hard for me to sometimes lean into the good stuff. You know, it's so hard. It's, it's man, it's hard to commit to love, isn't it? It's hard a lot of times, man. It's hard to feel that, you know. Just in life sometimes, it's hard to just damn freaking to love a mf'er you know it's hard but you know it can happen man you know but we got to make it happen i know that um i don't know what i'm talking about if anybody needed that reminder Let's get into this song right here this is by uh Evan Bartels actually and if you've never heard of this man then I don't know where you've been, but this is a song of his that I really enjoy. You guys be good to yourselves, man. You deserve it. You know that. And if you don't, man, then there's your reminder. 
could see the rain coming from a hundred miles away, baptizing empty skylines with the hope of better days. And I tell myself this will all be fine. Then I watch you from a window I built inside my mind. From time to time Every time I feel the thunder I remember I'm just a child I would die A thousand times Before I ever let you You know. T for T and I for I ain't worth the trouble that they cause you, so I find I ain't burning the candle at both ends. I just Nebraska, that man, I believe. And he can do it. He can do it, man. That man, he does it. And he does it well. That's off his album, Promised Land, Evan Bartels. And you can grab him and we'll put a link in the informations. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's just important. You know, it's important for us to, you know, we just got to try to let people know we care, man. It's important, gang. You guys be good, bro. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Jonathan Kite, and welcome to Kite Club, a podcast where I'll be sharing thoughts on things like current events, stand-up stories, and seven ways to pleasure your partner. The answer may shock you. Sometimes I'll interview my friends. Sometimes I won't. And as always, I'll be joined by the voices in my head. You have three new voice messages. A lot of people are talking about Kite Club. I've been talking about Kite Club for so long, longer than anybody else. So great. Hi, sweetheart. Here's a deal. Anyone who doesn't listen to Kite Club is a dodgy bloody wanker. Jermaine. Hi, I'll take a quarter pounder with cheese and a McFlurry. Sorry, sir, but our ice cream machine is broken. I think Tom Hanks just butt-dialed me. Anyway, first rule of Kite Club is tell everyone about Kite Club. Second rule of Kite Club is tell everyone about Kite Club. Third rule, like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts or watch us on YouTube, yeah? And yes, don't worry, my Brad Pitt impression will get better.